Hi, I'm Uma. And I'm Parisa, and welcome back to our podcast, Two Bookish Girls. Today, we're going to be reviewing and discussing Percy Jackson and the Battle of the Labyrinth by Rick Riordan. I think this was a really good book. And this was my favorite book out of all five. Mine was the last one. I, lo- I thought the last one was really good, too. I but think- this one was a really... It was a good book, but at times it could be just a little bit confusing because there were like so many elements, especially there, when there they were, were a lot in the of maze. Going on because you know it sounded kind of familiar to yeah. something we know: walls shifting, paths mm-hmm. changing. Yeah, which was kind of Harry Potter-ish. Maze Runner, Parisa. I was thinking Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. I mean, yeah, Goblet of Fire, but like you know, in the maze specifically are all like the walls. Oh yeah, but change. also maze, but also okay, Maze Runner. Just, yeah. Typical, we thought of two different things. Typical but. maze things. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of confusing. I had to read this book actually twice to be able to understand. Maybe it's because I read really fast. But to, like, understand really fully well what went on. Because I think in the maze there was a lot of confusion. But I kind of got it the first time I read it. But the second time I read it, I was like, okay. So I read, I, I read this book twice. But I read it once when I was really, like, really little, not realizing that it was the fourth book. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> I was like, who's first? I was in, like, this, third grade. This book also had a really, really good moment that I love. Yes, that we'll I get to that love. later. Um, it's kind of like, it's about time. Yeah, it's really what we were waiting for for the past, I don't know, uh, three books. Three books, and I think this book was really just... But like I don't know if you agree, but after Titan's Curse, I think it kind of picked up, picked it up a little bit. Like I think Nico D'Angelo's appearance changed everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't say the first three books were bad or anything. No, I no, think no. they were really good. But I think after this, with the introduction of new characters and new, uh, like new themes and stuff, I really liked the later books versus the earlier books, like, which is kind of. Which is yeah. kind of rare when you That's look at it. That's kind of revolutionary because people, I don't think I've ever done that in my life. Except, okay, maybe a couple, but... For me, mostly it's the first few books that are really are good. Like, for example, Shatter Me. The first three books were good, but the last three were, like, not... It wasn't... Eh. It kind of slowed down there. It would... Yeah, I, well, as authors usually progress to the ending, I feel like the book, the general consensus is that most like, of the books get bad. Take the Divergent series, for example. The first, the first book, book, amazing. It first was movie, great. But the amazing. second and third book, I think the yeah. author had a little trouble keeping it going. You know? Yeah, it was. It just wasn't as... It wasn't as, ex- it wasn't as engaging. You know? Yeah, I wasn't... It's not something that I would go back and say, oh my god, this is so amazing. And It lacked the type... It, it lacked the right kind of plot development that we needed. It kind of stayed the same. If not, it went downhill a little. Mm-hmm. So we want to see some some things going up the mountain rather than going down the mountain. Down. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the summary. Um, this book starts out and Percy is at orientation for high school. I did he not realize first... this much time had flown. I was like, oh, oh my God. God. He was 12 He's years old. All grown up now. He's going into ninth grade. Yeah. So Paul Blofus is... Sa- okay, so as you know, Sally and Gabe, Spelly Gabe, are no longer together. Because she kind of yeah. murdered him. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, so Sally's with Paul Blofus now, which Percy calls him, like, Blowfish or something. Yeah, which is really clever. No, it's not. No, but, it really isn't. But, but, you know, you gotta give it to Percy for... Making an ocean-related joke. Paul treats her right, at least. As he should. Yeah, Sally's... Sally... Sally deserves it. 
Sally deserves more, but yeah. I don't know why I wrote Rachel twice. Okay, so Rachel. Um, so Percy's at school and they're having a, having an orientation. So Rachel's there, and Percy's like, Rachel, "Oh, look, Elizabeth you're there." there. Red. She has red hair. Whoa. <laughs> No, I like Rachel Elizabeth Dare. I think she's really nice, but I don't think she also needs to be infatuated by Percy. I think we've talked about this like six times. Yeah. But she did not need to be like... Just leave it at like Annabeth. Mm-hmm. Just leave it at her. TBH, I think Annabeth was the best person for Percy. And I'm going to leave it right there. I don't think anybody could have done better. Just say, to be honest, it's not that hard. <laughs> Ouch. Getting, getting attacked again. Okay. Mercilessly. Anyway, so Rachel runs out of the gym and Percy's like, oh, look, where's she going? So he goes to follow her. And then Rachel is all like, okay, these two cheerleaders, Tammy and Kelly, they're a little suspicious. So just keep an eye out for them. And Rachel Elizabeth Dare, like she always is, is right. So it's kind of, it's interesting because she's immortal. I mean, yeah, she's immortal and she's not a demigod of sorts. She has no connection to Greek or... I mean... Percy and all that. They're all mortal. Okay. But Rachel's not a half-blood. So she it's interesting that she could see through the mist because it's not it's really rare if it happens at all. So they are revealed as I I'm so sorry if I butcher this. I probably am. Emposi. I said it for you. Okay. Emposi. I don't know. Um Percy kills Tammy, but Kelly disappears. She's went poof. Yeah, and Paul and the other mortals see, but Percy and Rachel uh, escape and secretly meets Annabeth. Well, Annabeth, Annabeth is like, hold on, why is he? Wait, why why is she with the girl? Guys, this is not right. I don't think at this point, I don't think they really confessed their feelings. If I remember, it was clear though. It was clear that they did have feelings for each other after. I mean. Like, three years. After three years. But it was... Okay, they hadn't confessed or anything. And obviously, it wasn't, like, clear. But it was more like Annabeth. But, you know, like, later in the book, Rachel's like, oh, my God, boys are so oblivious. And yeah. all that stuff that people always say. Uh, and But Annabeth is just like, you told a mortal about all this? Because Rachel, after that's all, like... She didn't really like Rachel at first because she is a bit couldn't it's because she's mortal and percy told her all about the demigods it's also because she's with percy i mean yeah with percy all the time and annabeth is you a know. bit jealous but it's okay because we, li- we like be we, we like a jealous Annabeth. we like a genus a genus <laughs> we like a jealous annabeth yeah okay so percybeth goes to camp after rachel leaves and she's like okay percy i'll cover for you and Annabeth talks to Clarice about something secretly, and Percy's just like, okay, she's gone, so let me just go around the camp. And he encounters Mrs. O'Leary, and he tries to kill her, but Quintus, who's kind of like a swords master, he stops him, and, and he says that she's his pet. And Percy's like, okay, that's kind of weird, but okay. I like Mrs. O'Leary. She was my favorite character in this book. Um, Yeah. Okay, so Chiron, who is head of camp, or whatever, camp leader. What's it called? Chiron. Chiron. Sorry, it's Chiron in my head. I used to call him Chiron. Chiron takes Percy to where the Council of um, Cloven Cloven. Elders is being housed. So these are basically the 
what it's what Grover is. He's a satyr, and the Council of Cloven Elders is kind of the satyr council, like the satyr government, the nature the sort. Yeah, like a nature council. So over there, we find Grover and his girlfriend Juniper, as well as well as Annabeth and Clarice. And over there, it is revealed that Grover has one week to find Pan, who's the god of the wild, or he will lose his searcher's license. So as you probably already know, um, find Grover Pan is Grover's, Grover's life goal, dream, and one week to find someone that hasn't been found for thousands thousands of years, of years is not exactly. It's not um, exactly the easiest of tasks. Exactly. It's probably very daunting. And at this point, Grover's like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my searcher's license. But there's a really one in 10,000 gajillion chance that I might find Pan. So I guess I can just say bye to my dreams. And later, so you know, it, it doesn't really work out at the end. But we'll, we'll his, go. His mood is dampered, but whatever, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So after that, Percy finds Tyson cleaning up his room during cabinet inspection. This and is very sweet. And he's like, hey, bro. And Tyson's like, oh, look, it's Percy. They're really sweet. I love their relationship. I love their relationship. Mm-hmm. At first, Percy was really embarrassed to have him as a brother. And I'm like, Percy, that's, Why? That, that's mean. That's so rude. And then Percy turns into the kinkiest. So it's okay. Because he's like also a kid. So you, you yeah, can't you, expect you, you him gotta to be perfect. Yeah, you got to cut him some slack. Exactly. Like, obviously hold him accountable and everything. But also take into the fact that he's like 11 or 12. So. Um, okay, so at night, Percy gets an iris image showing him how Nico is planning on bringing Bianca back to life. So he doesn't know where this iris message, oh my god, iris message came from. And, um, as a reminder, they kind of lost Nico at the end of the last book after he was literally distraught and terribly mad over the fact that Percy had broke his promise and now Bianca was dead. He didn't know that Bianca died peacefully and she died of her own accord but so nico wasn't really willing to listen to percy about what yeah. actually went down because he wasn't willing to listen to reason because he's and i a get 10 it. year old or i year completely old. get it i mm-hmm. might have done the same thing please stop uh nico- i wouldn't banish a bunch of spark toy to the underworld because I can't do that, but I would have been really pissed. Yeah, same. Nico asks the ghost, and the ghost says that that it is possible if there is a soul for soul exchange. So Percy's like, uh-oh. And Percy's kind of worried. He's like, Nico's kind of going to become a murderer if he does that. Percy's like, uh-oh, didn't Nico said he hates me? He's going to come looking for me, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, Percy, Annabeth, and Quintus are attacked by large scorpions. And... So while they were trying to hide, they find an entrance to a tunnel and a secret tunnel, which is revealed to be the labyrinth. This is Greek the mythology. Famous, you probably already know what that the is. The famous labyrinth, and which um, nods to the title of the book, Battle of the Labyrinth. So this is kind of at the heart of the, at the heart of camp. They didn't know it was there. But, I mean, did they? I'm not sure. So, but uh, Percy, Annabeth, and stuff, they didn't really know about it. Okay, so Percy, Grover, Annabeth, and Tyson go on a quest to find the creator of the maze, Daedalus. Daedalus, I think. Oh, I pronounce it as Daedalus, but we probably butcher our butchering. I, we're it. both probably butchering it. Yeah. When they step into the maze, they realize that changes are being made constantly to the maze. So the walls are shifting all the time, which makes it a very deadly maze because you could get lost and die. They find the a god- lot of people who go into the maze never make it out. No one survives a night in the maze. Oh, please. <laughs> they find the god Janus, who gives them a key. So he's not, Janus is not like a huge main god or anything, but people only, 
people often only think there's like bigger minor gods like Hephaestus, uh, Hephaestus, Hephaestus <laughs> is how I say it. Hephaestus, Hephaestus, Hepatitis. Really? Stop. And I also used to say Hepatitis, but let's no. Not... I I used to call him Hepatitis. Hepatitis he is was, what I used to say. And then I was very wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Poseidon. So, yeah, people usually, when you think about the Greek gods, you think of Poseidon, Zeus, Hades, Hera. These are the really big gods. Like, just but those people that lot... Kronos threw up. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of smaller gods that also play, like, a bigger part they, that aren't as, like, flashy and stuff, but they all have, like, their own separate power. And basically what we're trying to say is uh, the god Janus is one of these gods. Or- I don't know if we're saying that right either. It's I think it's Jan- Janus or Janus. We're probably getting really annoying. Yeah, butchering these names. We apologize in advance for anything we butcher. Yeah. Um. She basically gives him a key to one of the doors behind him, and Annabeth has to make a choice. This makes sense because Annabeth is the strongest. They're all like, "Okay, Annabeth, you're the smartest." Let's I mean, see. strongest by brains, guys. That's what I meant. Um. They're saved by Hera, and she offers them a wish. Annabeth. Uh, Annabeth says, I wish for a way to get around the labyrinth. And Hera is just like, you already have it. Poof. Poof, And then leaves. Annabeth is obviously very confused at this point. She's like, what? But I guess she would also be kind of comforted knowing that they had like a way to leave. Um, So as Hera just kind of delayed um, Janice's kind of, I don't know what you could say, riddle-ish thing. So they leave the room and end up inside Alcatraz for whatever reason. And where they rescue Briars, Briars, I'm definitely not pronouncing that right. Um, but it's a hundred hand. <clears throat> he's a hundred handed one, and they after they rescue him, they offer for him to join them, but he refuses, and they have no choice but to leave him and navigate through the maze back again so then percy has dreams about daedalus and in that dream um his son icarus died i mean you've probably heard of that from hamilton or if you didn't watch hamilton i kind of knew about that because i was (laughs) really into greek mythology as a kid besides percy jack but i wouldn't i was like prejudiced towards percy jackson so i wouldn't read it but i knew i was i was biased towards harry potter and don't ask why so I you just li- I have I have I had no idea, but then when I read it, I was like, "Wow, I didn't know what I was missing." Yeah, it was really good. I was like, "Whoa, okay." I can see why everybody was obsessed with this series. I just refused to read it in grade school. Okay, so they meet Nico at the Triple G Ranch. This kind of starts. Okay, so I watch anime. The whole deal with Nico. I watch anime, so basically the thing is, I've started referring to things as arcs. Um, like, if you watch Hunter x Hunter, there's, like, the York New Arc, there's the Election Arc, there's different types of arcs, so I refer to this as the Triple G Ranch Arc, so an arc is basically, like, a series of, I mean, it's usually, like, episodes. I'm really new to anime, so... It's basically episodes in one location or describing one place or something like that, that, uh, make an event unfold, so I'd say this is the Triple G Ranch Arc, because they were at the Triple G Ranch and stuff happened. So, um, in the Triple G Ranch arc, J- uh, Jaron, Gyron, Garion, oh, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry, agrees to let them go if Percy cleans the stables of the man-eating horses. This is obviously controversial, as they are 
man, man eating, eating horses. horses and Percy is a male. Um, Percy successfully does it, but he finds his friends held hostage. And Garan says, well, you didn't swear upon the river sticks. Like, so well, technically, why did you tell me that before? Yeah, but... Stupid. Yeah, Percy's also kind of dumb, so it's okay. <laughs> Percy defeats him by shooting an arrow. No, but, but the- like, we love him for that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You can't have Annabeth being a genius and Percy having basic intelligence. It's just Percy's, that's- like, a blob and Annabeth <laughs> is a genius. Um, you describe him as a, a blob. Interesting way of describing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Percy basically defeats Duran by shooting him an arrow with the help of Hera. So he's becoming really handy now. Um, so Her- Hera kind of guides the arrow. Yeah. And then then we have Nico being Nico. He he's like, I refuse to leave, and he su- and Bianca's ghost is summoned, and it is revealed that she had been sending Percy those iris messages about Nico's plan. And as, as a way, so- how she's kind of looking out for him even mm-hmm. from death. Which is I thought was really sweet. I was like, oh my god. And um, Bianca asked Nico to forgive Percy since children of Hades' fatal flaws are holding really um, long grudges. And this is really... And we could obviously see that. This was a really sad scene because she was like... Nico was like, please come back. I, I found a way. You can come back. And She's then like, Bianca want doesn't want to come back. I can't come and back. And as, as you know, Bianca did join the Hunters of Artemis. So she wasn't a mortal girl. But she kind of, that's why she's, I think that's why she's kind of able to talk to them. Because if you weren't. Yeah, immortal, you just not, just never come back. So, in a way, she's still, like, alive. She did sacrifice herself. But the scene was just... Her soul is always going to be there. Yeah. Bianca um, saying, please, Nico. And Nico was just, like, an emotional wreck because his sister, oh, my God, I can finally see you again. And this is... I got really sad at this part. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, no. I really wanted Bianca to come back. TBH, I would have loved if she'd come back. Um, Why do I keep saying TBH? I don't know. Just say to be honest. SMH. Shaking my head. Stop, Teresa. Um, okay. So. Nico still refuses to leave with Percy and his friends. So. Euretron and. Euretron? I'm not sure. Euretron. What am I saying? That's not how. Even <laughs> okay, how I'm, I'm not sure. An immortal demigod lets him stay. So he also offers to help them find Hephaestus, who will help them find Daedalus' workshop. Which is what we want to find to get out of the maze. So along the way, they encounter a sphinx. And they beat it. Yep. As they should. They meet Hephaestus. I don't know. Hephaestus. 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 Who says that he will tell them about Daedalus only if they find out who is invading his forges at Mount St. Helens. Helena. 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 Bell. <laughs> Mount St. Helens. Okay. They start on. They start... <laughs> what? We okay, kind of had we like. We to cut the podcast for a second. So if it's a little choppy, the audio, we're sorry. Because we kind of had this laugh laughing attack. Because she made so many spelling errors in the notes. Um. I think I fixed it, but before I had like <laughs> Hephaestus as hepatitis. It's really bad because it's my autocorrect, so it's not my fault. Um, so picking back up where we left off, they start on their journey towards Mount St. Helens, and 
Grover kind of sends his pants. And he's like, oh my God, guys, it's Pan. I might be able to keep my searcher's license and I might find Pan, which is great. Um, Percy and Annemeth discover who the creatures are using, uh, that are using Hephaestus for, uh, forges. And, but while he's there, Percy sees the telekines and he fights them off, which is great. Um, but there are so many that Annabeth thinks he is going to die. So and per- this is so the best part of the why book. Why did I say Parisa instead of Percy? Because, you know, me and him are pretty similar. No, you're not. No, we're not. He's, like, stupid, but I'm stupid <laughs> unless it's, like, math. What do you mean you're stupid? Is your, your grades are, like, you have, like, 98s. 98.6 is above. Mm. No, it's just because I'm, I'm really street smart. I mean, book smart, but... Not I'm street not, smart. I'm neither book smart nor street she's smart. She's definitely she's very mature and street smart, no matter what she says. I'm just but I have like okay social skills, so that might be it. Um so basically this is why you're a Gryffindor and not a Slytherin. Yeah. Um so at this point, Annabeth is like, I think we're all gonna die here, and she didn't want to have any last regrets. So best part in the book, she kisses Percy. So Percy's like, Annabeth, get out of here, and Annabeth's like, Mwah. And I'm like, ah, Which finally. Is, it was so cute because it was also a lot of anticipation. And But Percy doesn't die, as we know. And so he defeats these monsters. Wait, why would he kill off Percy? Yeah, exactly. No it's Percy Jackson. Lol. Unless, and this is this is a juvenile fiction book. He's not going to complicate it too much by killing off the main character, mm-hmm. like Farah Archeron or Tris Pryor. Yeah, Farah was definitely a death. I was like, oh. So, Lord. That that, was, it was it was confusing. I'm like that. Wait, so what just happened? She's dead now, and she's inside Resand. Hold on, I'm so confused. What? Anyway, I only felt bad for Resand, but whatever. Um, and then there was a lot of screaming going on, and I'm like, wait, what is happening? It was it was so confusing. Okay, so when Percy wakes up, he is on the island of Ogikia. Oh, 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 Ogi. Okay. Uh, okay, he's he wakes he's, up on this on- island and he meets Calypso, who's the daughter of Atlas, so, who is a Titan. So you know, in the last book, Atlas is the guy who was holding up, has like the burden of holding, holding up, up the world. Guy. Um, and Zoe, so look, it looks like Calypso and Zoe Nightshade are like sisters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that's sad. Okay. I don't know if they're full sisters or half sisters, but they are sisters. I'm not sure. They're probably not full sisters. Yeah, they're probably half sisters, but they're related somehow. But Zoe's dead right now. So Calypso is kind of cursed to fall in love with whoever lands on the island. Cough, cough, Percy. Cough, cough, Leo. So they don't know who Leo is yet. I mean, um, they probably do if they're yeah. listening to this. And she falls in love with him, obviously, and she gives him a choice after staying on the island for a while: stay and become immortal, or leave to help his friends. I I already knew what choice he was gonna make because it's Percy. It's also there would be no plot. Yeah. Um, so Percy is pondering this decision, but Hephaestus privately contacts him and tells him what happened at Mount St. Helens. Basically, what happened is Percy re- released enough energy to cause an earthquake, which awakened Typhon. The Typhon, which is kind of um, this thing that um, Gaia gave birth to during the Titan War. Gaia is the, the goddess of the Earth. Like, she's like the mother goddess. Yeah, but she's also kind of evil sometimes. Yeah, hence the Peers of Olympus series, obviously. Yeah. Um. Okay. Why are you? <laughs> I do this doing? random thing where I stare at people a lot. Um. Okay. So 
he gives so basically percy's kind of discouraged but then he's finally like okay i will go back and this is because hephaestus gives him a hint to about how to navigate the maze and he then disappears into a pillar of fire like boom okay and then uh calypso is not surprised with percy's decision when he tells her the next morning and she, she gives him a sprig of moon lace to plant in new york for him and when he goes back to camp and he sees everyone he sees them at his funeral and which, annabeth is like he's the best friend i've ever had and then when he it was, was like kind of hey, sweet and then when he was like hey guys everyone's like what you're alive um so he figures out what hephaestus meant what did he mean what did he say the what kind of what the what uh what did i write there i'm forgetting what hephaestus like uh said but um he figures out hephaestus hint on how to navigate the maze and he tells annabeth and chiron about it and then percy and annabeth look for rachel chiron chiron i'm sorry and so it turns out that rachel is actually the key to navigating the maze because mm-hmm. rachel is special we don't know why and annabeth is like okay fine so i get we have to bring stupid smelly mortal. sticky mortal along well not like i'm half mortal anything don't get me wrong it's just not not, not about it, that it's not like i'm completely mortal and just the demigod yeah nope not 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 like that's true or anything okay so they all go back to the labyrinth including rachel now and they look for daedalus's workshop and grover and tyson um and grover and tyson so this is when they split up and grover and tyson go somewhere separately which i'm forgetting where um okay so basically i'll get back to you on where but um they are captured by luke and now we're talking about percy and annabeth they're captured by luke and taken to the um arena of Aetonus. Aetonus. i could definitely um, be i'm definitely that. but so Aetonus, we figure out is the son of gaia and poseidon this makes him percy's technically half brother so he's taking a special liking to percy um Aetonus i mean also- not really liking more like an interest yeah interest that's what i meant so yeah and then um basically what happens is Aetonus likes um entertaining himself in his arena by holding gladiator fights and luke has kind of been entertaining him he's like, like a like a master at swords and all yeah because you know he was trained at camp half blood and he's so also it, just it, very strong the the that arena's part of the path of the maze so they have to get past it to find daedalus's workshop okay so um percy is given the opportunity to fight against another half blood named ethan Percy, however, refuses to kill him because he's Percy, and his, and so his brother Aetinus gets mad and says he will fight him himself. Uh, Percy somehow manages to beat and kill Aetinus by using his wits, but then Luke kind of sticks his army on him. Uh, and he's and- like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you now!" And then Percy summons Mrs. O'Leary, and they're like, "Bye." So and they get so to. So they reach Daedalus's workshop and they find out that Quintus that... is Daedalus. And they're like, oh my god, wait, hold on. I didn't see that coming. I did not. Not in a million years did I see that coming. I was like, what? Okay, so. So they. Um, they conversed with him, only they talked to him only to find out. 
that he basically has a lot of pity for him and the rest of the camp and that he wants to help them, but he's already made up his mind and said that he would help Luke, which is kind of controversial because even though he wants to help them, he's already placed his alliance with Luke because um, Luke had given him a magical object um, that could be Ari- helped. Ari- Ariadne's string, I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. That could help the user navigate the maze. So do you remember Kelly from before? Yeah, so she appears. Um, <clears throat> and so does King Minos, who is Daedalus's greatest enemy. And also the ghost pretending to help Nico. Remember that ghost that Percy saw in the Iris message? Yeah, who who Nico thinks is helping him, but in reality is kind of just using him. Um, okay, and other enemy forces. So basically he's a big enemy team up. They arrive with Nico in tow. Daedalus. They, um, all, they all battle the monsters, including um, Daedalus and Nico. And Mrs. O'Leary comes and helps them too. So um, Daedalus is like, you guys, go escape. So they go to the mortal world using his uh, another version of his improved metal wings, which we Because, you know, De- Daedalus story. is kind of this whole inventor person. Yeah, he's a huge inventor, and that's why he's one of the only people that can help him get I don't know why I said inventor person. He designed person. it that himself. Was anyway, um, so Rachel, remember, Rachel is still there, too. I kind of forgot about that. Um, but she's able to get them a ride back into the labyrinth. I don't know why they would want to keep going. I do know why they would want to keep going back, but they just keep going back to the place mm-hmm. where they could die. Every it's kind of, this is kind of what the story revolves around. Going so back it, into the It makes labyrinth. sense. Yeah, but, you know, TBH, it's a, well, I have a new obsession with saying a new word every week, and I think this week it's TBH, but um, I know it's three words, but whatever. They, um, at some point, I would have just become tired of be like, okay, whatever, the whole world can explode. I'm too tired. Let me take a nap. I'd be way too lazy to go on these quests, and I'd be I, I'd be way too scared too. I don't understand. I wouldn't be scared. I would just be like, Are this you is sure not about that? worth my time. Are you sure about that? Are you sure you would be yes? I'm not no, because I'm not scared of death. If you ain't scared, you ain't human. I have to stop using Maze Runner quotes. She does. Really- <laughs> you really do. How did you know? How did if you, know? you if you are scared, something is about to happen. I have to stop using different quotes that I don't own. Okay. Um, so they come across another tunnel, which Percy uh, try, um, Percy deducts is the entrance to the Titan's Palace where he kind of wants. And um, he, he kind of does this stupid thing where he enters alone because he's so worried about everyone else. Which and is he Percy finds, being Percy, the yeah. classic Hufflepuff. Oh, I thought it was a Gryffindor, but whatever. But he's like... No. He's fatal flaw, literally loyalty. What That's is this? probably Hufflepuff, yeah. Sorry, sorry guys in law. He also has Gryffindor traits. I'd say he's a Huffle. Everyone has Gryffindor traits. Huffledor. Huffledor. No, but he has more. more. Annabeth is Slytherin, I know that. Yeah, Annabeth is Slytherin. A lot of people say she's Ravenclaw, but I think she's Slytherin. So I feel like maybe Nico... We talk about this too much. Um, may, no, but do you think Nico would be like a Gryffindor? Because I know he's really driven... He's really. So I think Slytherin? Nico is a Gryffindor because people think, "Oh my God, you have to be really brave. You have to be really righteous all the time." You don't. Everybody has to be very okay, determined. Okay, so we, we, we all know com- that everyone's brave. In not this. not so. yeah exactly, and not everyone's going to be one hundred percent right all the time. There's that's even if you are no, Annabeth Chase. Sorry. Yeah, Annabeth. there's no objective being right because we're all human and everything can get skewed. So. Like, there's no one who's objectively right all the time. Not even Harry Potter was objectively right. 
Harry Potter was mostly not objectively right. I mean, kind like of. Like his cause was right? Not or? even Dumbledore. Yeah, no, Dumbledore was a terrible person. Yeah, I don't I, like him. I, I don't understand why everybody likes him. Okay, so they he goes inside and he basically finds a golden sarcophagus and he's like, oh my god, I bet Kronos is inside this sarcophagus. But he opens it and it is Luke who is inside. Which is now you're like, what? Because Kronos isn't supposed to be inside the sarcophagus. And at this point, he realizes that Kronos probably fused with Luke, yeah. which is really bad because now Kronos has a human form. So then Ethan, remember Ethan? He the kind one of, who he let live? He pledged his alliance to Kronos. Which is, wait, hold up. I would be so annoyed. I'd be like, oh my God, like, I let him live I let and you he does live this? And you, yeah. Um, okay. So... Um, so Basically, anyway, Cronus awakens and Percy tries to uh, get away from of, him yeah. and run. But Cronus, being the all-powerful person that he is, he stops time. But suddenly Rachel's. But there, our favorite Red. She throws a hairbrush at him, and um, while he is, he's just like ah. No. While he's a titan, he is still in a human form. So Luke yells out in pain. Quiver cause... before the hairbrush. <laughs> Because, you know, being hit with a hairbrush in a head that was probably going pretty fast hurts a lot. Okay, so Luke yells out in pain, but Kronos kind of regains control. He's like, stay on this. And um, Nico summons a wall of black stone so every, he, so, that, so that everyone could escape. And this is all kind of the first display. Not the first, but... Nico would definitely be an earthbender. This kind of... Rem- <laughs> yeah. Stop. Reminds connecting me this to other fandoms. Stop. That's all we do. Okay. No, it's it's nice though. Percy and Annabeth, after the fight, they kind of argue about Luke, and um, Annabeth, while I think she was holding on to a little bit of old sentiment that she had for Luke, and she because you know Annabeth and Luke were childhood friends, uh, and they got to camp Half Blood together, and. I mean, she does have a point while she was arguing, but I think it was mostly dr- driven by sentiment. Mm-hmm. Percy, I think he has more of a clearer mind than her. He says, I think Luke has gone completely evil. And Annabeth is saying stuff like, well, he, when he was hit by a hairbrush, you know. But again, Percy doesn't have that kind of bias. Yeah. So um, Percy then goes to talk to Rachel, but he's he gets really surprised when he sees Grover's cap lying on the ground. because He's like, hold on, Grover was never really here. And the cap is lying near the entrance um, of a tunnel. And so the four, obviously wanting to investigate because Grover is really close to them, they go more into the tunnel. So they find Tyson and an unconscious Grover. So Grover wakes up and together they they find, they kind of, they kind of find Pan's. So they find Pan's last place he's been in, which is um, Carlsbad Caverns under New Mexico. And the god asks Grover to spread the word. And Grover's obviously very heartbroken that Pan is truly and officially dead. I mean, so a god can't really stop. die. It's kind of like forgotten. Yeah. Know? I mean, so it's forgotten. So I think I'd like to think this. A god is kind of like remembered only as long as people still worship him and like remember him. But Pan doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. So he's like, please. I think I don't know if he wanted to be at peace or anything or if he just wanted to let go. But he was like, please tell people to stop searching for me i i felt really bad for grover yeah because this was literally his he, idol he finally found pan and then he kind of dies mm-hmm. and 
I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. This is also kind of problematic for him because nobody else is there to witness it. The only people that are there to witness it are in and the he's, And then, he, like, and real credible statements. Because then people could be like, well, you, sh- you could just be saying that because you weren't able to find Pam. Exactly, and you want to keep your searcher's license. This becomes a problem later, but whatever. So Grover says, no, I won't tell people you're dead. You're obviously still alive, and you're God. But he eventually, kind of with the persuasion of Pan and stuff... He gives in. He gives in. And so then Pan talks to each of the people in the room, not just the satyr, and, but except Nico. So that he only talks to six people. So then Pan dies. He Hi, kind Pan. of dissolves. Boom. Whoosh. I don't know what to call it. And a small curl of white mist enters, kind of goes inside of the six that he's talked to with Grover kind of getting more of the... Obviously, he's a satyr. ...than others. He's uh, a white mist than the others. So then they make it out. They go out of the labyrinth, and they're kind of returning to camp. But um, that's why... And then Rachel kind of explains who she is to Percy, and that's how they were about to get... Um, ride back into the labyrinth. And Percy and, and then Rachel's like... Pan's kind of, Pan's passing is kind of my fault, which I, I'm, I wasn't sure about that. I was like, that's but definitely Percy's not like, it. Percy's like, no, it wasn't. I, I was confused at this part. I was like, why? Why, why was would, this included? This doesn't. So it would not be your fault. Anyway, so they go back to camp with Nico. So when they when they're back to camp, they see that the camp is preparing for war, which makes sense because now Luke Kronos has finally found a human body to inhabit and now you can start joining forces and they seem to be very small this Um, so remember what we said about the great stirring in the last book this kind of ties into the rest so up until the um the last olympian this great stirring is present throughout all the books okay so basically now we uh percy and chiron are chiron 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 are kind of given time to talk about everything that has gone down before um, Kronos' ar- army inevitably bursts into camp. The reason they know where camp is is because of Luke. Luke. Luke, Luke is... Luke, Luke. Luke. Definitely very controversial there, Luke. Lukey pooky. Nope, <laughs> never gonna say that again. What was that? I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> the campers, along with their allies, try to, you know, hold their enemy forces off. But, um, and it seems like when the battle outlook is finally looking positive and that it might go their way, uh, Campy suddenly bursts out from the labyrinth and the odds are basically stacked against the campers. Um, when so then Grover unleashed... I was really confused at this part. So yeah, Grover, I was like, like he, what? He screams. Yeah, he just screamed really loud. <laughs> Apparently it's a power that Pan gave him called Panic. Um so it's just like Grover screams and everyone lived happily ever after. Yeah, that's kind of how the book ended. So I had to think so about it. So then everyone was like, oh my God, Grover screamed. Let's go back into the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. So that that was interesting. Um, so, but the demigods are like, okay, they're going to come back soon. But at least now we have more time to prepare. Um, they start to regroup and think about how they're going to prepare for the obviously upcoming and inevitable war. And Daedalus makes the fateful choice to end his life again. Um, so he gives... Just for the greater good of the maze and the camp. So he gives Annabeth his laptop, which plays a bigger part in uh, the rest of the books. Annabeth has Daedalus' laptop with her all the time. Yeah. 
And Nico kind of releases him and lets him die because, you know, he is the son of Hades. And the labyrinth is destroyed and the camp is now saved because now the monsters don't really have a way to, a direct way to get to camp anymore. Um, later after dinner, after they have dinner and after all this has happened, Percy basically catches up with Nico. And then they kind of make amends. Nico apologizes to him. Percy forgives him. Um, and they kind of work everything out and they become friends from this point on and percy says you obviously you obviously always have a home here please stay with us like we would love to have you here and i think it would be really beneficial for you to stay but but um, nico nico declines and percy lets him leave because he knows that nico is his own person that must find his own path and this is really great about percy because he sees that he's has a lot of um empathy for him Because he realizes that at some point his mom let him go and let him find his own path, and that's why he's so here he right feels now. as though he should do the same, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a really brotherly thing. Yeah, which kind of makes up it. It does not make up for Bianca, but he kind of yeah gives him. Not saying that Bianca was Percy's fault he, or anything, he, but he was a child and he did make a promise. Bianca so. kind of. Bianca was her own, like I nobody blames B- Percy for that. Bianca chose her own. Fate. Fate. And there's nothing Percy could have done about it. He felt terrible. And, I and think... you can't toy with fate. Yeah, you like, can't. Like, the Oracle literally said someone was going to die in the desert, and it couldn't have been avoided. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, towards the end of the summer, like a whole summer has passed, uh, Percy um, tells Annabeth to reveal the rest of the prophecy, and she does. But she was given, so because remember, she was chosen to lead the quest. Yeah. I don't know if we said that, but she does. Um. Hera also suddenly appears, which is like, whoa, what are you doing here, Hera? And they kind of um, are offensive to Hera when they say something. And they say that while she's supposed to be the goddess of family, she only cares about a certain type of family, like the ideal family, which is so stupid because there's so many different types of families. She's literally the god of family. you got to include everyone yeah and so, Hera obviously the gods are not used she's to like criticism. you haven't seen the last of me I'll remember this forever poof. and poof yeah a lot of people go poof in this book um, <laughs> a lot of people go poof um, perfect summary yeah <laughs> that's that's it guys that's, just didn't know one word poof that's the end poof um so persic persicle <laughs> parisa <laughs> Stop. Okay, so Percy goes back home. He celebrates his 15th birthday with his mom and Paul Blowfish. Paul Blowfish. And, and Tyson. Tyson. Um, Which is also really sweet because he knows that Sally and Paul accept Tyson for who he is. Yeah, who's not human, but it's okay. Um, so Poseidon also arrives for Percy's 15th birthday. And um, Percy explains everything that has happened to him, which I think it was kind of cute that Poseidon arrived. Even though, even though Poseidon's like... Been a shit person. Yeah, not in his life. Left his mom yeah. alone. Blah blah blah. Let his mom be with everybody. I don't know. Did not inform him about everything. Really bad person in general. But I think he kind of makes up for it in this one and the next book. But at the same time, like his dad is a god. So you like can't really all all, all those gods, they have a bunch of kids, um, with mortals, and you can't really expect them to stick around because they're really yeah. not supposed to. Yeah, but at the same time, Poseidon does not have kids with mortals besides percy sally and a cyclops yeah exactly so which is i mean you should that plays into it 
He should be able to check in on Percy more. I know he's a god and very busy and everything, but I think he should have been able to. I check know he's part Percy. of the big thir- three, but like he has a son. Yeah, exactly. Thank so you. like, come on, get your priorities straight, bro. Um. So, so Poseidon's like Percy, you're my favorite son. And he's his only son. And Tyson's but... like, I'm right here. <laughs> but I think when he meant son, he meant like mortal son, and he's his only mortal son. So I don't know how much that means, but by mortal I meant like human. Um. And he gives him a sand dollar, which will come in really handy later. Sand dollar is basically like, I don't know how so, to explain it. Yeah. So Nico appears, and he's all like, I have a way to beat Kronos. And Percy notes how, like, wow, Nico, Nico looks at the birthday food with kind of... Oh, my God. I want this food. With kind of envy. And he... You know, you get the idea. He kind of... He's all big he, brotherly. He, he's like, hey, he's you want to la- he, He's lacking the big family that he needs. Yeah, so, or any family. Yeah. Um, so... Even though he has a family at Camp Half-Blood, he has yet to realize it. Yeah, so, obviously, because he's been, like, so portrayed and doesn't want... Whatever. I could do a whole character analysis on Nico. Maybe I'll Nico, just do that. Nico's One a, episode my God. on character analysis for Nico. I might just do that. You know what? Do you think we should do it? We should. We should do that. We might just do that for next week's episode. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. But let's do Last Olympian, then do it. Yeah, okay. So, so Percy kind of invites him in, and that's the end. Yeah, well, so he, it was a really good book. I think we're was, running out of time for this week's episode, so that's why um, we're not going to really do any discussion questions. But this is a really good book. Really excited for next week's and the uh, Nico analysis episode. I feel like that'll be really fun. Yep. Okay, so bye. Bye. Poof. Poof. Yes. Yes.